When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. It's Friday, and you know what that means? It's time for Clark Stinks. Also in this episode, you may have heard the various news stories over the past couple of years about cities bribing you to move there, to live there. I got an update for you on how that's going, how you could be part of one of these programs. And so, Krista, we tried an experiment a few weeks ago and we did an All Clark Stinks Friday. I've gotten so much feedback about that. What have you heard? A lot of people said they loved it. I but I think it needs to remain a special mm-hmm. event, not regular where we just do Clark Stinks piled on top of Clark Stinks. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. A few people wrote in about this one. You stink for your answer to Krista's question if you can have an HSA and an FSA at the same time. The IRS allows a limited purpose FSA pre-tax contribution of $2,850 in 2022. You can use this for certain qualified expenses if your employer offers the plan. Use this in conjunction with your high deductible health plan and HSA to keep even more money in your pocket. And that's from Nathan. And uh, so Nathan... The rules generally are you can use it for dental care. I think for eye... Vision and dental. Vision and dental. So you can do that, but as the primary purpose of FSA, and if somebody needed a lot of dental work in a year, obviously what I said before is really a lame answer. But in most cases, with a flexible spending account and an HSA, we're talking about medical And if you have the HSA, you're prohibited from using an FSA for purely medical expenses. In your article about Medicare Advantage plans, you stated that you could be stuck for life in a plan you don't like. That is not true because you can change every year from October to December. Tom and many other people wrote in as well. Yeah. So I can't think of a topic recently that has generated as much feeling on both sides of the issue. So what you can't do, and I'm sorry if it's not explained well in our story, is you cannot switch out of an Advantage plan to traditional Medicare and in most cases qualify for the Medigap that when you first go into Medicare for the first 364 days, you can switch out of an Advantage plan if you realize, oops, I shouldn't have done this, and get a Medigap policy, which covers all the various expenses that Medicare does not normally cover and deductibles and all that, you can't go into one without medical underwriting. And the thing is, as we age, a lot of people are not going to be able to medically underwrite 
for the supplement, in which case you're looking at potentially very large out-of-pocket each year. And that's why Advantage plans become Hotel California. You can check out, but you can never leave unless you're somebody with great resources. But what's been fascinating is the animation of people and talking to me. I'm getting stopped in stores about this. And somebody will say, I just got to talk to you about this Advantage thing. And they do it with such energy. I don't know if they're going to tell me their horror story being in an Advantage plan or tell me why I'm missing the boat and how great Advantage plans are. So here's my thing with anything like this. When you make a decision that limits your future options, that makes a product defective. You think about timeshares. They are a defective product because you buy one and you cannot sell them. With Advantage plans, the fact that you're in and then you're in for the rest of your life, even if the quality deteriorates over time or the options available to you decline, that's what makes it defective is you can't go easily back into traditional Medicare. Clark recently said that a person who didn't pay a $150 dental debt that was sent to collections would get hit on their credit report. I thought there was new legislation that all medical debt under $500 could no longer be listed on a credit report. Not encouraging a debt to go unpaid, but it may not be as big of a deal if there's no hit to the credit. Ken. Ken, uh, it is correct that under the new credit reporting requirements, medical debt up to $500 will not reflect on a credit report. The issue with the $150 is the way collection agencies play the game. By the time they've added on all their extraneous charges, it may break the $500, even though it started off as $150. And that's why I don't want to treat the $500 as an ironclad safe harbor for smaller bills. The intent of the new law, the new law and the implementing regulations is that medical debts of various types below $500 will not under any circumstances appear on your credit report. But how that will play out in practice, it's not clear yet. Clark has been saying for years that having your mortgage sold to a different service, a different company, will not service her, I guess, will not affect your credit score. I've had my mortgage sold nine times over the past five years, and each time it comes with a temporary drop in credit score. The timing is never perfect, and there's always a period where I either have two mortgages or zero, both of which will cause a drop. The drop is temporary, but it can take two to three months for the score to normalize. Patrick. Patrick, thank you for that. I'm aware of a mortgage duplicating, and it can go on if somebody messes up at a mortgage company, it can keep reporting for a number of months and it makes it look like you're carrying an inordinate amount of mortgage debt. Uh, Fortunately, as you stated, in a normal case where everybody's doing what they're supposed to do, the impact should be extremely temporary. Recently, you told a listener that if they had frozen their credit reports, they really didn't need to pay for a credit monitoring service unless he did it to make his wife happy. He should be okay for identity theft. As an enrolled agent tax preparer, there is a rise in tax return identity theft. Please advise everyone that besides a credit freeze, every January they should go to irs.gov and get an aid PIN number to use on their taxes that year. No one can then file a return that year without the PIN. Also, they should do PINs for their kids. Mike. Mike, thank you, and thank you for being an enrolled agent. If you're not familiar with enrolled agents, they are accountants that are enrolled with the IRS 
is people who are up to date on the tax code and should be very knowledgeable about what they do doing a return. So the pen codes, this came about years ago as an IRS experiment in the states of Georgia and Florida that had by far the highest amount of tax fraud, tax ID theft, where people were pretending to be you filing returns as if they were you, which causes a mess of troubles. And now the pen system is available for anyone nationally, and it is a good precaution to prevent somebody beating you to filing and messing things up for you for typically 10 to 14 months. Boy, have you ever missed the boat on healthy hydration? You have a chance to change your diet soda habits by switching to Kirkland carbonated water. As many times as you go into Costco, I'm surprised you haven't tried it. It's more expensive than tap water, but it's cheaper than the health problems from diet soda. And it's fine for your teeth since it's the sugar and carbonated beverages which rot your teeth. I drink gallons more since I found it. And it will keep you out of the dentist chair for more expensive fillings, Art. Yeah, the uh, the Costco Kirkland Signature carbonated water is awesome. Um, my wife is hooked, though, on this thing called something Chica. It's a glass Topo bottle. Chico? Yeah, okay. It's really, really great. And <laughs> Okay, so Grace of our social media team is laughing at me right now. You going to tell me why you're laughing, Grace? Topo Chica? It's something like that. But I really like it. Have you tried it? Yeah, it's good. But it's much more expensive than the The Kirkland Signature, yeah. Yeah. If confusing stinks, this one was super stinky. A caller asked about ACH versus auto pay versus manual bill pay, etc. The caller stated he made his payments manually on bill pay and had nothing on auto pay, but was asking about ACH. ACH is the path the payment takes It's not always bad and is used in many different ways, including some manual online bill pay transactions. But your response seemed to focus only on ACH in the sense that you're authorizing access for a third party to pull money from your account. In fact, even when you use bill pay, submit the payment manually, the bank may choose to send that money via ACH without ever giving the third party full access to pull future funds. Most likely, your caller saw ACH in his bank statement when sending from his manual bill pay and was confused because Clark had said the ACH is always bad. Your answer didn't clear his conscience that the ACH transactions from his online bill pay are perfectly fine, Dave. Dave, thank you. And if I didn't explain that well, I apologize. The ACH I'm talking about is when you authorize let's say, a gym to come into your checking account every month and grab money, or you authorize a cable company to come in and take money every month, or whoever it is, where you give them the authorization to come in, the rules under the ACH are not consumer-friendly, and that's why people will have problems where a business, either by accident or accidentally on purpose, keeps taking money from you when you're no longer their customer. I remember one that we did on TV where someone had authorized it for an auto loan, had sold the vehicle, and the bank kept pulling money out month after month after month and wouldn't stop till we got involved with the TV story. And so it's different. If you are doing bill pay and the payment goes electronically to whoever you're paying, you're in control of that. You are deciding who's paid when they're paid. But if you do it the other way, 
where you authorize ACH with whatever organization, they hold all the cards. And if they're dishonest, they can keep pulling money. If they're incompetent, like the bank was with the car loan, they can keep pulling money. And then you've got to fight to get your own money back. You mentioned how money market funds may be an easier investment alternative to T-bills, specifically that two of your favorite children, Fidelity and Schwab, have money market funds available, but you neglected to mention your third child, Vanguard. I bring this up because of your three children, Vanguard is the only one whose sweep account is a money market fund. This means that by simply leaving money in your Vanguard sweep account, you are automatically invested in a federal money market account versus having to buy into a money market fund from the other children. I use my Vanguard Sweep account as a high-yield savings and as my bridge between checking and investing. I'm not in love with everything Vanguard does, but it is something they get right, John. John, thank you. And why did I not mention it? Because I usually think of uh, Vanguard really doesn't want to be in the money management business for day-to-day stuff. And yes, it works perfectly what you're talking about. Fidelity and Schwab are so much more set up for this. But yes, the Vanguard automatic sweep is great. The rates on these money market accounts keep going up and up and up as we're dealing with the Federal Reserve raising the interest rates it controls. You see it in the money market funds right away everywhere except the money market fund offerings from the banks. And it's not that the banks are evil that they're doing that. There's lots of things I could say about banks that could tend that way. It's just they don't need your money right now. So they're not raising their rates in line in concert with what the interest rate moves by the Federal Reserve are doing to what you can earn on money funds through the discount brokers. You had a perfect opportunity to talk to us about how to save on home heat this year, and you throw us an overused, soggy sweat sock of advice. Don't assume your listeners can't be bothered to get their hands dirty. You should talk about the easiest way to save heat maximally with the lowest cost, and that is by air sealing. Go to your attic and peel back the insulation to see if someone laid a plastic air barrier over the drywall before the insulation was laid in. Go to the basement and see if the rim joist was insulated. Feel in your fireplace and see if the damper is sealing tightly. If the damper is closed but it's still cold, put in a chimney balloon. Feel under your sinks to see if you feel a draft and foam around the pipe penetrations. If you have exposed air ducts in your basement, attic, or crawl space, get a can of mastic and seal all the seams. Even if your listeners don't know what these terms mean, they can Google insulate rim joists, for example, and see 10 videos of how to do it. If I hear one more media person give the same tired buy a nest or blow in more insulation advice, I am going to puke. Jason. Jason, thank you. Don't puke. Don't puke. I appreciate so much. I default to advice that doesn't require people to get their hands dirty because most people won't get it done if they've got to actually do the, the actual work, use some elbow grease, get this stuff done. And I appreciate so much that you pointed out that I'm giving only the lazy answers that all of us in the media give. And uh, your suggestions not only are valid, they're exactly right for people who will get their hands dirty and get out there and do some work. Something I don't know if you know about me, Krista. Do you know that I was insulating the attic in my first home myself? Mm-hmm. And 
I turned to the person helping me. I said, be careful. Make sure you don't step between the four joists. And just then, and looking back, I stepped wrong. Oh, boy. And I fell right through the ceiling. Mm. Did you know I did that? I did not know that. Yeah, I got hurt a little, too. Like Chevy Chase and Christmas Vacation. Oh, did he fall through a ceiling? Yes. It's hilarious. You talk about that movie all the time, love and it. I've never seen it. Oh, my gosh. I love all the National Lampoon Vacation movies. So I need to watch one? Yeah. Watch the Christmas one. It's okay. classic. All right. Well... Something we're going to talk about straight ahead, I mentioned earlier, and that's that a Christmas gift from a community to you, that you get it just for breathing, just for living there. I want to talk about how these programs have grown around the country and if they're actually working. Population shifts in the United States have led to clear winners and losers with most of the landmass of the United States seeing declining population and then a small number of metro areas seeing continuous increase in population. There are places being left behind and they're trying something that was very spotty. Very few places have been offering cash incentives of various types to get people to move to them. And bizjournals.com recently published a list of places like Morgantown, West Virginia, giving people up to 20 grand to move there. Bloomfield, Iowa, 10 grand. Henry County, Indiana, 11 grand. Stillwater, Oklahoma, 9 grand. Home of Oklahoma State University. The Cowboys. Rochester, New York, 19,000. Muncie, Indiana. Wow, they're skimpy. 6,000. Um, Montpelier, Vermont, 15,000, 10,000 of it there is in cash. The others, there's very various things you got to do and jump through and they give you the money. An area just referred to as Southwest Michigan, 15,000. Harmony, Minnesota, don't know Harmony, 12,000. Mattoon, Illinois, how do you come up with this? $11,707. And if you're wondering what kind of things they give you when they just don't give you like straight out money, like in Mattoon, they give you cash for moving, gift cards, restaurant vouchers, free storage, up to a total of 11707 Topeka, Kansas, 11 grand. Northwest Arkansas, 10750 One of the perks they give you, a free mountain bike. Okay. The Shoals, Alabama, 12 grand. And that's in cash. Hamilton, Ohio, 10 grand. Brett, Iowa, 10 grand. Tulsa, Oklahoma, 10 grand. Ontario, Oregon, 10 grand. Paducah, Kentucky, 6,500. Ruston, Louisiana, 10 grand. Noblesville, Indiana, 15. Those are the 20 they have data on. The interesting thing about this is that. The number of people doing it, grabbing these offers, is incredibly small. I mean, it's not costing these cities or their taxpayers much money because so few people are taking up these incentives. Muncie has had a total of 25 people take advantage of their offer. And it's not unusual that it's so few because... 
we're talking about people having to pick up and move. But if you're tired of living in a congested space with high housing costs, one thing consistent with the areas that are offering incentives is housing costs that are lower than the national average. And so people being able to afford a home, to have short commutes and that sort of thing are quite large. The question is, does the lifestyle work for you? Vermont has, with their incentive, the highest retention of anywhere. 97% of the people who've accepted the incentives have stayed. In a lot of places, well, people haven't been as willing to stay. And Krista, you grew up in upstate New York and used to have interesting names you called the area you grew up in. It's actually a beautiful area. It is beautiful. And um, Vermont. If they is... offered you money to go back to upstate New York. Is there an amount of money that would ever make you consider moving back based on what you've said over the years? No, you know, I I definitely love it up there and appreciate it more than now that I've grown up. And certainly New England, Vermont's awesome. That's why people haven't left there. So what office are you running for? That was answered like a classic politician. No, it's true. I mean, you didn't I, answer if they offered you how many know. zeros would they have to offer you? No, because I need to be here for my job. So, oh, again, a political answer. Barry in Nebraska says, "Dear Clark, I'm an active duty military member, and my bride of ten years is a veterinarian." We're Thank th- you, first of all, for your service to our great nation. We're three for three on moves where my wife has to complete the 12-month safe harbor agreement before receiving access to a new employer's 401k plan. Is there any way around this or any other retirement tool we should consider to fill the 12-month void when she doesn't have access to an employer-sponsored 401k? We're already taking full advantage of Roth IRAs and my TSP. Have you ever heard of a safe harbor being negotiable or is it out of the employer's control due to the agreements with 401k management? Thank you for all you do and thank you for your service. Thank you. And and I want to tell you, I don't know of a way around that 12-month waiting period. That was an employer choice. Each of those employers chose to make you wait a year. How long do we make employees wait before they can go in our 401k? A month. A month. So it, it's completely, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I should know that, but I don't. It's completely up to an employer what they do, but they can't do something different for your wife than they do for other people. It's, you know, whatever you do for one, you have to do for all. So the real negotiation would be, hey, have you ever considered changing the waiting period for employees? That would really make this a great opportunity for me if you changed it for employees. And you're already doing so much great stuff. So there's not really a terrible thing about if your wife during that one year opened an investment account, a taxable investment account, and put money during that year in a total stock market index fund or a broad market index fund or equivalent ETF with one of the low-cost companies, you would be able to build up a pile of money that would be for long-term but wouldn't be under any of the restrictions that come with a retirement account. And that would be the next best alternative with that one-year holding period if an employer isn't motivated enough to change the one-year wait for the 401k. This is from Anonymous in Oregon. 
What employers offer free tuition? My son is in college and he doesn't think twice about taking out school loans to pay for his tuition. I'm very frustrated at his mother that he takes out all of these loans. In addition, I offered to give him my car, a 2012 Toyota Corolla, for free, but he would rather pay 23% interest on his 2017 Nissan Sentra. How can I get him to understand the repercussions of him taking out all these loans on his life after college? So anonymous, what we have here is we have a teenager and sometimes a teenager gets the logical consequences thing and sometimes they don't. Your son may be one of those people who has to learn in the school of hard knocks because I hear your frustration as his mom and so there's other layers in here. You know, sometimes our kids want to hear us and sometimes they don't. Paying for a used car at a very high interest rate instead of driving what would be free wheels, that is a choice that your son's making that has serious consequences for him with the cash flow that's flowing out the door that wouldn't have to. That is not as serious an issue as the student loans that he's taking out without any worry at all. And I think all you can do as a parent is to try to encourage, uh, try to avoid nagging, and send your son some of the articles about what people say who've been burdened with student loan debt for their entire adult life that wish they wouldn't have done it when they were younger. We did the thing recently, what would you want your younger self to know? There were several people who zeroed in on this, that they wish they had never taken out the student loans. And there are plenty of articles out there from people wishing they hadn't done it. And if your son can just listen to that, it'd be great. As for employers, I mean, my goodness, so many places now will pay for your college. Even a lot of McDonald's will pay for your college. You've got Starbucks doing it. Trying to think what retailers. There are a bunch of retailers. Mm -hmm. I mean, traditional businesses that you might work at 20 years or more have the free college tuition because it is a big attraction to get workers in jobs that have been hard not to hire people as much as it's been to keep them there. And the free tuition helps keep them there. And best of luck getting the message across to your son. And on a much lighter note from Sam in Delaware, is it worth it to attend the Super Bowl, assuming the need to travel to the location? So I have had the great privilege in my life to go to a few Super Bowls. It's phenomenal if you're an NFL fan. It's a really, really special experience, and it's really expensive. When I went to the Super Bowl in 2017, it was in Houston. The hotels were a zillion. The air flights were unbelievably expensive. And what I did was I flew to Austin. Austin, Texas is, I guess, two and a half hours away, three hours away. I flew to Austin. The airfare was really affordable. The hotel was really affordable. The drive after my beloved Atlanta Falcons threw away the Super Bowl after being up 28 to 3, not that it's still bothering me all these years later. <laughs> the pain of that, uh, there's no price on that. My game ticket 
my middle brother was going to the Super Bowl, was in a bar the night before the game, or two nights before the game, and said, I found you a ticket. You owe me, I bought it. You owe me $1,250, which I never would have paid. Mm -mm. Get your rear end here. And that's how I got to Austin and got the hotel, got a rental car, drove across, and had my heart broken. But anyway, the tickets are expensive depending on the lineup of teams. In each Super Bowl, the prices of the tickets go down as you get closer to the game, a few days out from the game, because people's plans are kind of in place. And the popularity of the teams playing affects what you end up paying for the tickets. For example, if the Philadelphia Eagles end up in this year's Super Bowl, the tickets will be a fortune because the fans in Philadelphia are so big-time football fans. There are some other teams that don't have that kind of fan support. Don't name them. I'm not going to name them. Don't want to don't want to do that. That's just an example of the Eagles that if their team's in, the tickets won't go for very much this year. So it really does depend, but having been to one, if you are a big time fan of the NFL, I want you to know it really is a uniquely wonderful experience to be at a Super Bowl. By the way, today we talked with someone serving in the U.S. military earlier. Today is Veterans Day. It's one of the few holidays each year that has not been shunted to Monday on the federal holiday calendar because of the significance of November 11th. If you don't know your history, you can go read about it. This is a day we should really appreciate the brave men and women who have put their lives on the line, many who lost their lives or were wounded, others who served. I am so grateful to you for what you've done for this wonderful country of ours. We are certainly not perfect. We are a work in progress. But what we have done over the generations in this country, in our project of mostly continuous improvement, And the freedoms that we have been a beacon for around the world. And the fact that Americans love this country so much that we'll stand up and fight for it is something I am so, so grateful for. To you who have served or do serve, thank you so much for what you've done to keep America this wonderful free country that we are. And remember, continuous improvement That's what we got to be about.